0: Hi-Fi Diner fans, this is MCRO Garcia with our good friend, Jim Arrowwood. Jim, say hello. Hello.
1: How are you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: I am really good. Ready, awesome. Well- ready to go for this.
0: Awesome. Well, Jim's here to help me introduce uh, a really amazing project and two really interesting gentlemen um, who are putting together something that we love, uh, just the continuation of of the Star Trek universe and in a, in a different light and from a different perspective. So I want to welcome um, Todd Shantae and uh, Walter Doherty from the Star Trek Captain Pike project. Gentlemen, thank you so much for sitting with us today.
2: Uh, thanks for thanks for having us. Yes, thanks
0: for having us. Absolutely. So, um, this just sounds uh, being a big giant nerd for this since I was I used to watch in the closet because my brother would make fun of me, but I don't care now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and this is I, I suppose that this is just a giant labor of love, and we'd love to hear about it. So, give us a little background on the um, Star Trek Captain Pike project.
3: Uh it's basically the story um, that I wanted to see myself. Being a Star Trek fan, uh, you know, I love the original series. We've we've seen those episodes a million times. I, I can't. I, I mean, I've seen them so many times. I could probably remember, you know, all the dialogue from each episode. And I know the hardcore fans like myself. You remember the names of the episodes and everything. And uh, for me, that that Cage episode, that pilot episode. Uh, it just stuck in my head as being just, you know, having more serious tone. Um, and it was different. And, uh, you know, there was the relationship there with, with uh, Spock and uh, Pike uh, that we learned about uh, in the Menagerie. And uh, it, it was something that, that I wanted to explore, that, that I, I just as a fan wanted to see more Pike, more of his history and who he was. And, um, you know, because it was somebody Kirk idolized, and it was somebody Spock really respected and went out of his way for, him, you know.
2: I, for me, um, this is Walter Doney speaking, but uh, it was interesting as, from as a writer, uh, just watching the episode, uh, "The Menagerie." Uh, Spock is willing to pretty much jeopardize his his career, his friendship, his freedom, for this Captain Pike, and. Basically, we didn't know anything about him, anything about his history or why Spock, who's very logical, is willing to break all the rules of Starfleet
3: yeah, for this
2: guy. So I mean, he was
3: he was willing to to lose his whole career in Starfleet for Pike. And if you saw that episode, that was probably the most surprising thing I, I'd ever seen. I, I thought. That Spock was only loyal to Captain Kirk, and I didn't and think an that, emotional.
2: Like, yeah. yeah, he had an emotional tie to this. And when
3: I saw that, I'm like, he's betraying Kirk for for Pike. That that was surprising. And to me, I was like, you know, in order for you to do that, you'd have to see why. And I want to see why, and and our project will tell you why.
2: Yeah, it was cool that uh, we found out that uh, what there was. Spock and Pike were uh, on the Enterprise for about 11 years before They, they had
3: served together, um, you know, where, uh, where uh, Pike was a first officer and he wasn't captain before, and they had served together in different ranks in Starfleet, uh, but our, our project takes place when, when Pike first assumes command of the Enterprise, and Spock is a science officer, but he's not the first officer, so we have a, a strong first officer woman Number one, who was the first officer, you remember uh, Major Barrett, Gene uh, mm-hmm. Roddenberry's wife, played number one. Uh, so we'll have that number one. We'll have all the uh, the bridge crew, um, and and it's great because a lot of these characters haven't
1: been explored. I see. So, what I'm wondering is, is uh, where are you drawing your source material and background from for for Captain Pike? I mean, we don't get hardly anything uh in the original series except for that one single episode and then also there is not you know we get some from the new jj movies but but uh we're not getting i don't where are you getting all that background
0: we're pretty much just getting like an amuse-bouche of pike and the even in the books when you go back um in a lot of the, the the fiction that's been written there's just nothing there
3: yeah yeah, we, we're, getting a, we're getting a majority of it from the original series, Pilot the Cage. Uh, we're taking a little bit here and there from the comics and some of the novels, mm-hmm. not everything, just pieces here and there. And then mm-hmm. we're getting a lot of it from some incredibly good writing. Um, so that's a, the okay, bulk of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, I mean, you know, it, in order to do a project like that, you, you really... For me, Star Trek was about the characters and the, the emotional investment you had in them, and not just about, um, you know, visual effects. I mean, I mean, if you look at some of the old Star Trek episodes, they had a model flying around where looked, you know, where it, it didn't look like the visual effects today, but you really didn't even care because the story was so good.
2: So compelling and yeah, the, yeah.
3: So, the characters so, are so rich. Exactly. So when you have good visual effects and you have a good story, it's just over the top, you know?
0: So Hard Walter, image. there's no pressure okay. at all for you, is there?
3: Not at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well Walter, Walter Koenig is also, you know,
3: yeah. helping us out too. So yeah, he's, he's also come from on, the original. Yeah, he's also come on as co-writer and co-producer and uh he wanted to be involved with this. Uh, when he read the script, and and that's a great thing, and we have an all-star cast. We've got Ray Wise, who's incredible, uh, Linda Park, Eric Roberts, Dave um, Bruce Davison, uh, Chase Masterson, Robert Picardo, George Palo, Rico Anderson, uh, we just brought on. So we have an incredible uh, ensemble cla- cast in the film.
0: It's, it's absolutely amazing. I was looking at the IMDb page, and you're... Uh, just everyone who's in here is someone who is somehow connected and I'm sure has has a deep love of this particular world. And, and I'm tickled to see that pretty much all of these people have been in a Star Trek of some form or another, and that's just delicious. Absolutely delicious. Was it... Well, I'd love to know the story of how Walter got involved. Walter Koenig, not Walter. Dirty, because he's right there.
3: I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: okay. You're in. Uh, you're in, you're in, you're done. How
3: about the other Walter, one? <laughs> Walter, uh, Walter Koenig got involved uh, through a friend. He, he read the script. And uh, yeah, I loved it. And he loved it, exactly. <laughs> he loved the script. I will tell you, it is a strong script. It's a good story. It's something that hasn't been done. Um, it, it, and I think if you have a strong script and you have a story and you have something like Star Trek to begin with, that's a great uh, a product that... that it's all thumbs up, you know? I mean, you can't take something like Star Trek and and just write some visual effect thing. You have to have a really good, strong script with strong characters. Well,
2: what was really cool is that he was very anxious to see the story of Pike, too. Mm-hmm. I was su- yeah. I was actually surprised that he was willing to jump in so wholeheartedly. I was like, oh, really? You- yeah, yeah,
3: because he's, he goes- done, he's done a lot of Star Trek projects, and uh, we just did an interview with him that we'll be posting soon uh, on the uh, Indiegogo that's up. And uh, he talks about the fact that, you know, he's done a lot of different projects and our project seems different to him because it's it's coming at it from a different direction. It's something new um, as far as as the whole universe that, that's there. So,
2: I think because usually people mm-hmm. want to do Kirk again and they yeah. want to do the, the, the characters that we know, but mm-hmm. we kind of... We can't use him, because Spock is definitely in ours as Yeah, well.
3: I, I think we have a clean slate when it comes to most of the characters in the film. I mean, uh, Pike has been established a little bit. You don't really know too much about him. Uh, Spock is the most established character in the film, because everyone knows Spock, and he has this huge history in Star Trek. So, but we
2: get to come at him from a younger angle. Exactly.
3: So it's not the same Spock that you've seen um in, in in the episodes with kirk uh because this is before kirk he's not as experienced he's maybe fighting with his emotional vulcanal side uh, a little bit more um so so he's
2: kind of like he wasn't in the original episode yeah like
3: like in the cage you know, yeah. you know so yeah. this is something that that also yeah. hasn't been explored no one's seen spock kind of um,
2: evolution of yeah from of from where evolution. he was from the pilot to where he
3: Became right
2: part of uh, Jim Kirk's
3: crew. So that's that's a really interesting thing to see. To see Spock uh, before he's he's got his emotions pretty close to under control. I mean, it still wasn't completely under control ever. But um, when you see him in the cage, you know he's not even the first officer. Then he's he's a science officer, uh, so he hasn't even achieved that rank, which which is very interesting too. Okay.
1: Tell me. Uh... Oh. You, Todd, you are yourself going to play uh, Captain Pike. Is that correct?
3: Yes. Yes, I'm a SAG actor since 1990. I've been on uh, a number of shows, um, so I'm not coming into this as just someone who's a fan thrown into it. I'm coming into this as a professional SAG actor.
1: And I notice on the cast list you also have uh, Captain April. Does this is this story then going to show us the transition? of command from uh captain april to uh captain pike
3: good question yes it will you will see you will see captain april you will see captain pike together you will see um other captains and other admirals in starfleet captain pike's father father, josh pike who's an admiral in starfleet Um, so you'll see a lot of star trek history for me it was something that i wanted to see um so I think the biggest thing with this film uh, that you will see when you when you see completed is that you'll see something that you always wanted to see, that you never got a chance to see. You'll see Captain April, you'll see Captain Pike, you'll see him assume command from Captain April. You'll learn about April, you'll learn about Pike, you'll learn about Spock, all these other supporting roles um, who are in the film, uh, Pike's father, uh, Josh Pike and their relationship. Um, and you'll you'll see some incredible battles, some incredible story um, arcs. So I, I think it'll be something very very interesting, and for the Star Trek fan, and for someone who's never even seen Star Trek.
2: We're hoping it's going to be that missing puzzle piece. Yeah. That for, for all the Star Trek fans, like you know, who know the story really well, it's like okay, well, who was Captain Pike? And we kind of fill in that little void.
1: Well, I can tell um, you, as a Trek fan of many years, uh, what I missed as time went on was those, uh, very close relationships between the people in the show. And I'm, I'm very glad to hear that that is a, an important element in, in your, uh, project.
2: Yeah. Walter Koenig also expressed the same thing and he, he definitely wanted to see that kind of, you know, unity amongst the crew and, you know, obviously between- captain pike and admiral pike and several of the other characters
0: uh, oh sorry go ahead no no you go ahead (laughs) no i just i have a minutia question um (laughs) so robert picardo as dr jay zimmerman any relation to is he a distant great great grandfather of dr lewis zimmerman who created the emh (laughs) We're,
3: we're, we're still deciding, we, we're changing the character to be somebody else.
0: Okay. Uh,
3: just because we don't want to, we don't want to, we've explored the story with, with that character, and we, we're deciding to change it to someone else. It, pre- it really depends on what the fans want from that. Originally, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a, this, a, um, an ancestor uh, of Zimmerman, a human, uh, that would be the beginnings of that. Um, and then a lot of Trek fans were talking to us, and they're like, "No, we don't want to see that. We'd rather just see him uh, play a different character." Um, so that's
2: kind of still in flux a little bit. Yeah, because right? we wanted to kind of link it up like that. Yeah. But uh, so we're still we're, we're talking to him as well.
3: Yeah. And, and when we talk to people and other Trek fans online, and and we see what they want as well, and when we're still deciding on certain characters, we're honest about it. We we just want to come forward and talk to people and see what their views are on it. Um, so we can have everyone involved in the process. So, and we consider all the people who are uh, Pike supporters on the Facebook and all of our social media, and the people donating—they're um, part of our team. They're part of what we're doing, and that uh, we want people to feel like they're part of that process. Yeah, this is a fan
2: project, so yeah. we definitely want people
3: to, to feel
2: like uh, it's kind of like like I said, filling in the, 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 the missing puzzle piece. Like it's you know, not something totally
3: yeah separate
2: so. from what they're used to yeah so
3: like if someone sends us an email or or or, or uh, messages us on facebook and they have and they say you need to do this and you have to do this um and it has to be done I, i'll probably just ban you but if you, <laughs> if you um if you talk to me like a human being and you say hey you know i think this is a good idea you know and this is how i feel about it then i will respond to you back the same way also
2: so- there's some who really studied trek very deeply so mm-hmm. we, we, we've got yes. something else uh, that's given us some information that we didn't even have so yeah and we have taken that
3: so we have we have a lot of people consulting on it as well and we want everything to be uh, specific as far as the the timeline and the star dates and everything we're doing so we the keep the ships, you know, ships and and the and uh you know the design and everything so we want everything to be within that original series canon uh but at the same time we're starting our own captain pike canon for what we're doing too so we can bring you something original um and and like I tell people we don't want to try and copy uh the original series the original series has been done it's a classic and there are other projects out there that 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 copy the original series so well and continue do such it or... that continue right. and that do it an amazing job that I'm blown away by so why should I even compete with that you know so I want to do something different that doesn't compete with that if somebody's doing it and they're doing a great job with it let them do a great job with it and let me do something different you know
1: so, right. I, well, so as I, a
0: fan oh so, well <laughs> as a fan when I saw that my first thought was Ooh, I and, and I enjoy a callback. I enjoy a little uh, a little Easter egg that gets that's dip, that's back. folded Perfect. into the into into a story. But when you said that you're still kind of throwing the, around the idea of maybe separating the two, I actually like that because the what what draws me to your project and I love the projects that stick to the beauty of the canon and you get that wonderful, you know, it's like getting your parent your mom's homemade cookies. You want right. the same recipe all the time, but you're always craving something different. So I, I'm attracted by the concept. That you're gonna take this world and 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 look for another avenue, look for another story to be told. So if yeah. there's like a checkbox, you know, tick here, if you'd like Zimmerman to be related, I I'd, I would personally be okay with there being absolutely no relation whatsoever. And oh. I think I think it'd be beautiful if you if just. I'm curious to what your brains will come up with.
3: Yeah, I mean, right now we have him as Dr. Lee Parsons, so he's not related to Zimmerman. He's a different doctor. Um, you know, and that could change. I mean, we're still working on that character. That's one character that we're we're uh, still thinking about. But as far as the other characters, they're pretty much established for the story. Um, and if they have a big backstory and their name is related to an original series character uh, and there's a big backstory there in the script, then we're not going to rewrite that because that has a good story behind it. But well, we also... So,
2: well, I enjoy putting in a few Easter eggs, but yeah. not obvious ones. I yeah, love people exactly. actually... So, Watch it a couple times and yeah. go, oh, yeah, that's where that <laughs>
3: exactly, came from. That, exactly.
2: I, I don't like Easter eggs, but it kind of hit you in the face.
3: Exactly. So, right. um, yeah, and, and this will be a different Star Trek. The characters will be edgier. There will be more um, emotional um, problems with the characters that you maybe wouldn't get. You, you wouldn't have the cut and dry solutions, maybe, as the original mm-hmm. series would have here and there. So uh, we're, we're doing we're, we're definitely
2: trying to go with more of what the what the pilot feel was. Yeah, yeah. But it. it became because the, we want to show the evolution of hey this is where it started and then Kirk is
3: where you know. Yeah, like, I mean for me it's For me watching that pilot it was just it made you feel uh it gave you the creeps in a way because you saw the Telosians with the pumping veins in their head and they take this guy who's oh, they take him away from his ship who's commanding a ship and he doesn't know if his crew crew are being killed or injured or whatever. And and it was done in such a way, in such a dark, serious tone, um, that it really gave you the feel of being in space and not being ready to handle what we're going to encounter.
2: Well, what I really liked about the
3: pilot also was that it
2: really felt futuristic, like they had a female first officer. It was like, you know, women had a strong role in the Federation in the pilot and then that was kind of turned away from in the series because that people wanted more of the short skirts and the, well, they probably had
3: the network gave them rules and they said, you know, we're going to, if you don't follow the network rules, we're going to pull it. So you gotta, you have to follow our rules. So, you know, you know, who knows what would have happened, you know, if, if uh if they didn't say do anything to it they could Yeah because the
2: major barrow character yeah. was very strong and very mm-hmm. a very mm-hmm. effective first officer that's what we want to show and
3: we will also have a uh, fight scene with the uh female first officer in this don't give away this, too um, much I don't, don't give away don't too give much, away too but, much. Uh, but there'll be there'll be some uh, strong women as far as like her character and um yeah. some yeah her this, leadership abilities well. her good some good stuff going on
0: this, this all sounds amazing, and the, what I'm projecting in my head sounds great, but what do we need to do to get this done, gentlemen? What you know can
3: we what? do? We, we, uh, we're we on Indiegogo right now. Uh, this morning we went up. We're up to uh, close to 25 now. We're at, like 20, I think, 24, 24 grand. Uh, so we're almost halfway there. We need to get to 50 grand to do 30 minutes. Our original uh, project people uh, knew it was 45 minutes to do the pilot, and we cut it down to 30. So, so we are, we're asking for less money now, so we could do 30 minutes, which is Act One of a 90-minute film. But if we if we go above the 50, we can go back to the 45 minutes we plan. Um, so the whole thing is we want to show you something amazing that will blow you away. We just shot two teasers that we finished editing. We're just waiting on music and special effects. I've already heard the music; it hasn't been put in yet. Uh, the special effects we're waiting on that. That's going to be the longest part to just wait for that. Um, and these teasers, they're both like 30 seconds. They will blow you away.
2: Yeah, I was, I was surprised by them.
3: Yeah, Walter was there when we shot them. Uh, we just shot them a couple of days ago. And, uh, you will see that, the teasers, and you will immediately want to see this project.
0: So, Why are you guys shooting this? Sorry, that was kind of out of left field, and I just totally jumped on Jim. Sorry.
1: No. Um,
0: Jim, go ahead.
1: Well, okay. No, I, and that, that's a good question. I have one after that though. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. We, we had originally planned on shooting in New York and Albany, and then it was uh, at a James Cawley studio. Um, mm-hmm. And that wouldn't work out financially because we would need a lot of money to fly people over there to pay for hotels, food, per diem, all that. Um, not only the actors, but the crew and I know people say, you know, we'll use whoever's crew is there. And uh, uh, no, I, I've worked with the crew and I, I've produced films before and I have my own crew and, and I trust these guys and I work with them like a family. Uh, so I have to work with my crew and my people. Uh, so the only way we could do that is fly people over there and it'll cost tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and, the whole budget. Yeah, and that would take up a huge majority of the budget. Um, so we'll, we'll be shooting in locations in Los Angeles um, and and doing it here, um, so so it can be less money for everyone uh, to make this work.
1: Okay, and how how are you getting your sets built, or uh, what is your physical structure looking like?
2: Well, well, we can't really say right now. We're we we haven't set a deal, but we've definitely been talking with with a few people about. Uh, building sets and actual, you know, making
3: locations. Our main plan plan is to build the sets in the end goal, to have this as a continuous series where we could build the sets. Uh, But I met with Alec Peters, and he suggested shooting on his sets, in uh, the Axanar sets in Los Angeles, Um, Mm -hmm. but they're still being built. So we don't know if they'll be ready. We're hoping it'll be ready by January. Uh, We we don't know as far as, um, you know, if that's being built.
2: So we've got a couple of options that we're
3: working on right now. Yeah, and then, you know, and there are also other uh, Star Trek sets out there um, that have offered us uh, use to shoot on their sets, too. Um, So it just depends on where we get with the financing. You know, obviously, the more financing we get, the more options we have. Um, The less we get, the less options we have. Uh, If people come to me like they did and they say, okay, your, your goal is this much. So your goal is 50 grand for 30 minutes. If you get 30 grand, what can you do? Um, nothing. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, for you know, me. I, right. I, this, is the, this is the thing, guys. Um, what I'm shooting is with a professional crew, uh, professional people that work in the industry that shoot on television and films all the time. And to do it uh, halfway, and, and just to get it done, is not how I work. Uh, so it's just professional or don't do it at all. And that's my attitude.
2: And I think, you know, for the budget we have and the cast that we have, yeah. we really, you know, we've cut every corner. we we really yeah. reeled in the cost to really bring the Star Trek fans a great product. Yeah, I mean,
3: part of the reason, if you look at our cast like list, Ray Wise, you know, Walter Kane, Linda Park, Eric Roberts, uh, Bruce Davison, uh, Chase Masterson. These are uh, big people Get these big are mind. people These are people that you know they're they're a character actors here that would not do a Star Trek fan film. Uh, the reason why they're doing my film is because they, they know me and, and I've worked with them before. I've directed Eric Roberts, I've directed Ray Wise, I've worked with a lot of these people before on other projects and they trust me and they know that what I'm going to turn out in the end will be a professional product like something you've seen on television or in films um, and that's what I'll do, and, and I won't cut corners if we get less money and say I'll just do anything because I don't want to give you something that's garbage. And I respect these people. And they um, probably wouldn't want to be. Close yeah, and it looks like it was shot exactly. And, and, and what I'm doing, what I'm giving people, uh, is something that looks like a film. Um, so it's something that will be shot like a film. Everything. Um, from the lighting to to the to the gaffers to all the gaffers costuming, to the costuming done. to the DP to everything that we're doing is professional. Right. We're making
2: um, costumes like the from the original of yeah, the series. Yeah, if it. you actually
3: even look at um, our costumes, um, you'll see it, it looks like like Pike series. I mean, even the patches are custom made. We we're not even using storeboard patches, um, so everything is done. Um, Little little details in the film uh, are going to be done professionally, so uh, people designing communicators, designing communicators, and... phasers, all the designs, everything. Um,
2: going old school.
3: Yeah. So so I mean, it, it's <laughs> okay. something that it, you know, it just costs money to have a professional casting and crew, and these are people that are still working for very little money just because they like or the project. <laughs> yeah, they like the project, or, you know, and they want to go through it. Um, so I mean, okay. a, and I've laid out my own money just to shoot and to shoot uh, the little things you've seen for 30 seconds uh, that, that haven't been funded that has, has been my own money that I've laid out to do it and the designs, uh, and, and, the designs and, and, and the hours of work. So, uh, you know, we believe in this project and we want it to go through and, uh, you know, we just tell people go to the Indiegogo, check it out, uh, please donate if you can and it will go through and we'll give you the 30 minutes. If we can go above the 50k then we can give you more. We can do 45 minutes or even more depending on what our funding is. If they can't donate, share it. Do yeah. They. If you don't have the, the, the budget right now to donate much then then share everywhere you can. Promote it. Uh, you know, It doesn't cost you any money. Just promote it on as many Facebook and Twitter accounts as possible and uh, just get it out there so someone who can help with the financing will see it and say, hey, that's a good idea. And, and
1: we will yeah. help fund it you know? so it's here here's something that that I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. You know making a film is is just a huge undertaking under the best of circumstances. So you guys are in Hollywood you know this. So mm-hmm. what is your motivation? I get this picture of two guys trying to roll a ball up a hill, a huge okay. wooden yes. <laughs> a huge stone.
3: Okay, so first of all, here's the thing. I'm not rolling a ball up a hill um, because I know what's involved as the production end. You're taking someone who's involved with producing since, since I was very young, um, who's, who's acting since I was very young, um, who's produced for, for television, for networks, um, for film work before, and you're taking someone who has a crew that he's worked with before. Um, so we know what we need to do. We know what we need to do. We know what the goals are. We know how to achieve this. Um, so that's the easy part. The uh-huh. hard part is getting the funding. So it's, it's much harder for someone who's coming into a film world who, as a fan who has no idea what they're going to encounter. Um, I know what we're going to encounter. I've shot a film before. I've sold it um, overseas. I've sold it in many markets. Um, Walter has uh, shot a film and sold um, a film that's on Netflix as well. Feature film. A feature film, uh, Inhale. Uh, so, so basically, the people involved in this project know what to expect. We know what to, what to encounter. Um, and that's why I'm honest with people and I say, you know, what can you do for this amount? Uh, nothing because i I can only do with the amount that we asked for to make a professional production uh, and I, and I just say that because we know what the budget is we've line produced it and we know what it it takes to do that um, so if people really support the idea and they want to do it um, as the actors did did and they read the script uh, then please you know support it and we'll get we'll get it done you know and and it will be epic it will be an incredible Basically. film yeah.
0: It's it's very clear hearing you guys discuss and and go deep and even go go super deep into the Star Trek world that this is a passion that you respect and that you want to see you want to see this project come to fruition and you're not just you're not just throwing it up there for giggles and and I I'm not articulating this very well it's very clear that this is a this project is is being handled as professionally respectfully and with just tons of passion and love and it's something that uh, as I go through Indiegogo and I see all the different projects out there and all the different films being put together for this genre and that it's hard to find a particular group or or a collective of talent that really want to uh, that really understand what's cooking and what needs to be done and this just I'm sitting here actually on your website trying to picture which um trying to figure out which Perk, I want, um, as I'm about to back it. Um, and I'm unemployed, so I'm I'm happy to put my fun money behind this because this oh, well, is...
3: we really appreciate it. Yeah, that. we appreciate it. If you're unemployed, maybe you want to share it everywhere you can instead. I well,
0: I start a new job in like two weeks, but for oh, right oh, now, yeah.
3: well, then lay it on the credit card and put it in uh, now. You know, and... it's
0: it's all miles on my United card, it's fine, it's totally fine. Hey,
3: there um... you go. You should go
0: for <laughs> This wow. is amazing, and so I will be sharing the bejesus out of this, but if you could tell our listeners where they could go to find more information about the project, the Indiegogo. Um, sure, what- mean, you go
3: to uh, um, basically StarTrekCaptainPike.com. And that will link you to the Indiegogo, or you can go to Indiegogo and put in Star Trek Captain Pike. Doc, uh, Star Trek Captain Pike. Um, so those are the main sites you would go to. Uh, the Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Captain Pike movie uh, is very important. Go to that, and that'll have the link. And the cool thing is,
2: like on the Facebook page, we, we update it with little surprises every now and then. So it's really.
3: Yeah. So so we've mentioned, you know, we, we shot two teasers that are uh, completely edited and done. Uh, we're just waiting for the uh, the music and visual effects to be put in. Uh, that you can't, you have no control over. You have to wait for those people to finish uh, what their job is. And once that's done, we will put that in and you'll see um, two 30 second teasers that will just blow you away.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. You guys are on you the Twitters on the Twitter as well.
3: Uh, yes. If you go to uh Captain Pike sixty five, that's our, our Twitter.
0: Excellent. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time and giving us the this blurb and giving me something new to back. Awesome. Um <laughs>
3: thank, you. There, thank you so much. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Jim, thank you for being the tech Wrangler.
1: Oh yes. Glad to do it.
0: Is there anything else you guys want to say? Anything else you wanna you wanna put out there? I do want to say that um, Todd, I kind of love that you played Dude on Parker Lewis, oh one of my gosh. favorite shows ever. And I think the fact that your your character was Dude yeah, I actually is played,
3: um, Parker's uh, Parker's sister's boyfriend, uh, who was in a number of episodes. And uh, <laughs> actually, when I went in for the audition, um, it was for a different type of. Part. It was for a uh, sort of like a rich Cunningham. That was. But yeah, a uh, um, uh, sort of letterman type sweater boy and when I went in they changed the part for me which I which I was happy about
0: nice that was just a wonderful callback to look back and go oh I know that show <laughs> that's great um, again, so is there anything else you guys want to, is there anything else we should look into or your own Twitters and Tumblrs and all no, the internetings?
3: I, I, I don't want to throw too much at anyone. I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, keep on our Facebook, like our Facebook, check it out. We'll be posting the, uh, the teasers up soon, and updates, updates and all that. And, uh, yeah, do what you can to help this project. If you want to see it come to life.
0: Absolutely. And if you need a saucy Spaniard, uh, on, on set, just let me know.
3: Okay.
0: okay. Thanks. <laughs> I'm totally. I'm totally happy to be there. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Have an amazing day, and listeners. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.
1: Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. you. Bye bye. <laughs>